Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's the rest stop. Brad Restituto. Comes up to the pocket. Fires the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Three words for you. You like that? <laughs> Good evening, live from Las Vegas, the rest stop on Tuesday, December 29th, 2020. My name is Brad Restituto, Spencer the Wiz. Alongside with me, we've got a good sports show for you today here on the rest stop. Thanks for joining us. Uh, just going to go heavy sports, guys, because NFL, so many great storylines to talk about, uh, and we're coming up on playoff time. Uh, the NFL has found a way to get through the regular season. They've got one week left, and then the playoffs are in full effect uh, with the new playoff structure. So we're going to get heavy into the great storylines completing this NFL season as we're coming into week 17. And also, we're going to end the show with some great NBA talk. NBA is underway, first week in action. We've already got three, four games under the belt. Some games on the schedule tonight. Uh, if you love basketball, you definitely want to stick around for that conversation as it's, it's a good one. And if you miss any part of the show, make sure you listen to the podcast version of The Rest Stop, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Audio Boom. Search Landry Football Conference called The Rest Stop. We'll be underneath there. And guys, of course, we're live every Tuesday and Thursday, 9 and 10 o'clock Pacific time. And we're going to go live on New Year's Eve on Thursday, executive decision between Spencer the Wiz and myself. So make sure you tune in to our New Year's Eve show on Thursday. Uh, and if you're on the East Coast, I know it's going to be right into your new year. But if you're on the internet because of social distancing and everything, make sure you tune in, download the Twitch app, check us out, uh, Landry Football, the rest stop. We'll be doing live on New Year's Eve here in Las Vegas. And we'll have a great show for you, kind of year in a review. And we'll talk about what's in store for the rest stop in 2021 with myself and Spencer the Wiz and alongside uh, sports, seeing what's going on in the sports landscape for the new year. And it's going to be a great one. And sports to me right now are, are, are thriving because NBA and NFL, uh, two of the biggest sports uh, are in action. And during this global pandemic with so much uncertainty and so much unrest uh, to be able to have live sports, uh, it's a great outlet. It's a great outlet for us to turn into. And the sports are great. The NBA is thriving. The NFL is getting ready for their playoff run with this new structure. Only the top seeds will get the buy in this year's 2020-2021 NFL playoffs. And so uh, let's get into those storylines. And we'll start off with Monday Night Football's game last night and the Buffalo Bills, who really are a Hail Mary away and uh, – a game that they weren't really prepared for against the Titans with the Titans issues. And then a loss to Kansas city that they had a chance to stick with. Uh, but Buffalo could be in the conversation for that one seed. If it weren't for a few plays here and there, they continue their hot streak last night, uh, destroying the Patriots of new England in an AFC East matchup 38 to nine. Josh Allen continues to be hot for Buffalo. He threw four touchdowns for the bills. And look, Everyone, the Bills are my are my pick. I, I've said it for weeks. Spencer's been with me on board with the Bills. I don't know if he thinks they're ready to make that step uh, to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, but I'm saying that that's my pick. That's my pick right now. That's probably been my pick uh, for a few weeks. I've really thought Kansas City is going to be tough to beat. 
uh, till the end. That's why I kind of reserved my strong opinion that Buffalo is absolutely going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. But Kansas City for eight or nine weeks now has done absolutely nothing. They've been in close games. They shouldn't be close. Uh, they had a chance to blow out Tampa Bay, and somehow Tampa Bay is within three points at the end. I just don't think Kansas City is dialed in with the play calling. I don't know that Kansas City is got the type of juice to just roll through the playoffs. I think if you talk about the juice, the Buffalo Bills have it right now. And the combination of Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs is really something historic in a way. We're seeing uh, them just lighting it up. And as a former Vikings fan, knowing Stefan Diggs really well, uh, it's, an, it's an interesting story because uh, this guy was a big part of the Minneapolis Miracle, one of the biggest plays in, in Minnesota Vikings history. It, of course, ended in a loss the following week, but Stephon Diggs had a place in the rafters in Minnesota, and he wanted out. And he statistically put up his best year ever in a Buffalo Bills uniform. Buffalo's had their best year in probably four or five decades. Josh Allen, if you're just grading him on his season this year, Buffalo Bills fans, sports fans are saying, this guy is it. He is the franchise. Uh, there's a lot of talking heads here locally that are not, on the Josh Allen train, they say his first couple years have been dreadful. Uh, if you want to say his rookie year left a little bit to be desired, okay, I'll give you that. But I thought Josh Allen showed a lot of flash last year. I thought even though statistically and, and the eye test some people did not like his performance in the playoff loss to Houston last year, I like a lot of what I saw, and it definitely was not on him. The reason that they lost that game to the Houston Texans in the wild card round where they were leading that game for the most part. But Josh Allen this year has taken that next step. Everything's fallen into place. The receiving core is the best he's ever had. The offensive line is upgraded. Brian Dables has found a rhythm in the offensive play calling. Head coach Sean McDermott has shown he's the real deal. And the Buffalo Bills not only have the confidence, uh, they're clicking. Uh, the chemistry seems to be there. And I really love what they're capable of doing. And I think they can go into Kansas City and beat them. Bravo, stop with the Steelers. They're so lucky to even have won. They're still going to be gone week one, so send your money over, and we'll uh, we'll put it on the Steelers to lose, and we'll parlay that with Buffalo all the way around. But look, Buffalo, blowout win. That's their second blowout win in a row. I think they've won four straight, and uh, they're my pick in the AFC to go all the way, and Kansas City is going to be knocked off early. I, I mean, I just... I have a hard time thinking anything otherwise. The injury to Clyde edwards alaris is clearly significant. Uh, whatever game plan Atlanta had defensively with Raheem Morris, it was a good one because they had Mahomes uh, out of rhythm. Uh, he was inconsistent. They were getting pressure on him. Uh, and this is Atlanta. Atlanta stinks, okay? Atlanta's gotten blown out uh, and has been awful for the most part of the year. They've got four wins. I think they started out 0-4, 0-5 before – uh, I think they beat the Vikings for their first win. Uh, we know the Vikings are terrible. Um, they, I told you when they had one win, they should have kept losing. They decided to, to have people believe and then go on and, and lose four or five in a row, putting up the worst defensive performance uh, in, in team history just about on Christmas Day. Uh, but we'll get into that in a minute. But the Bills. Spence, jump in with me here, man. Uh, I know you're not ready to say – the Bills are, are, are going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, but you've got to have a lot more confidence that that possibility is real, and especially the way their defense have played. I know New England's no juggernaut, but to hold any NFL team under 10 points is something to be said. Their defense has played well the last four weeks. They're really uh, playing their best football of the year, and you've got to start playing your best football of the year at this time of year. So Buffalo rolling off four in a row. Uh, I don't know how much they're going to play their starters in the, in the season finale against Miami. But, man, they're riding as, as high as ever, and we've talked about them for weeks. I think we both have been high on them. Uh, there's no time to be higher on them than right now. Yeah, no, you got a great point. Uh, they've, Especially after the bye week, they've hit a new stride, which is really good to see if you're a Buffalo fan. You know, I mean, you got to hope that they just took the lessons from the Houston Texans game, and they're going to carry that into this year's playoffs because – if they have another disappointing one where they bounce, get bounced in the first round, I don't know what that's going to do to them mentally because I think they feel like they can win the Super Bowl or at least go there, but that's just easier said than done. I mean, Josh Allen is just 
I mean, if he played like this consistently throughout the season, we'd be talking about him potentially being uh, the MVP. We had, of Aaron Rod- we had that talk, Spence, for a while. Yeah. I think, is- I, th- I think it'll land in the top three of the voting. I mean, I, I take it for what it's worth, but it's... Yeah. So everything they're doing is right on paper. It's just when it's single elimination games, for some reason, football just feels a little different. And we'll see if they can, uh, you know, rise up to the challenge. But statistically, they can, you know, on the team makeup, they can. I hate to say it, but man, it looks like Stefan Diggs is the X factor. The guy had three touchdowns again. He's he's a great football player, man. You got to give it to him. The guy is such a precise route runner. He catches. He's got one of the highest catch percentages in traffic out of anybody in the NFL. I don't have that stat in front of me, but I know it's available analytically as far as uh, contested catches. He's right up there in the top three. The guy's got great hands. Um, he's a great route runner. And when he's happy and has confidence, I mean, look, look what's going on there. They've got a really nice receiving core with, um, with Diggs, uh, Dawson Knox, a tight end. Uh, they got Gabriel, the, and they got Cole Beasley, man. As long as that offensive line is protecting and Josh Allen as a dual threat, what he can do with his legs, it just makes that dynamic so dangerous. I mean, I didn't like what they did in the first half against the Steelers, but they got it together in the second half. And since then, since that first half of the Steelers, they've just gone up and down the field. I know, you know, against the Denver Broncos, you know, they destroyed, but New England as well on the road. 38 points. It is what it is. The numbers don't lie. The The final score doesn't lie. And if you want to talk about that, uh, their biggest rival, Kansas City, which is, in my opinion, is going to be their biggest rival in the playoffs. Uh, Kansas City is leaving a lot to be desired. And the only reason that they're going to be the favorite and a lot of people aren't ready to jump off that train is because they saw what Patrick Mahomes did in the Super Bowl season last year. The conversation may be different. If any of those games just go a little different, if the Houston Texans keep their first half lead, the Tennessee Titans, who also had a first half lead, if the San Francisco 49ers complete uh, that touchdown pass, we're not talking about the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs in the same way. So they're definitely showing their vulnerability. Now we're critiquing a one-loss team. Remember that. They still only have one loss. Uh, But they certainly have shown me enough where they're not going to be able to just skip by against these playoff teams. Like I know Tennessee isn't the greatest right now after their disappointing performance against Green Bay, but I think they'll be ready when the playoffs come to, to hit their stride. Um, I, I think Buffalo, we know what they can do. Any of the wildcard teams, no, Cleveland's not going to knock off Kansas City. Miami right now, they're not healthy enough. They're not going to knock off Kansas City. The Ravens, I think the Ravens, if they're healthy, they've got an opportunity. We'll see. We'll see how it shapes up. But Kansas City, come playoff time, it doesn't matter who it is. They can't afford to just feel like they're going to be in a close game like they were uh, against Atlanta. That game was at Arrowhead, and the Falcons should have won the game or at least should have took it to overtime. So it's going to be fun to watch, and we'll talk more about that leading in uh, to the end of Week 16 and coming into Week 16. Spence, let's talk a little bit briefly about the games from Christmas because we were here last on Christmas Eve, the Christmas games and then the Saturday games. Uh, we'll briefly start with the Vikings and uh, the Saints. The Vikings, the worst defensive performance ever. So a lot of people may say Alvin Kamara record-setting six touchdowns, maybe seven. The Saints, the Saints now have propelled themselves into the conversation as the best team in the NFC. Uh, don't be fooled so quickly with that, okay? the, the I, I've been trying to tell you guys, I'm not saying it just because I'm a disgruntled fan. This defense stinks. That's why I was so pissed off, and I they, I disowned the Vikings after they beat Green Bay because they had no business beating Green Bay. Look what Green Bay's done. So have they lost the game since then, one, to Tampa Bay? I mean, the Vikings' defense is awful. They cannot get to the passer. And when you can't sack the quarterback, how do you win? How can you win? They've got their, their linebackers hurt now. And, and look, the Saints – Took it to him, and, and there's a little bit of a rivalry there, uh, Spence, with the Minneapolis Miracle. The next uh, two years later, Kirk Cousins gets his first playoff win in New Orleans, and especially the Miracle as as uh, Sean Payton was doing the skull chant, and then the Vikings get that Miracle touchdown. So even though Mike Zimmer and Sean Payton coach together and they're friends, uh, there's bad blood between these two teams. And you notice that with kind of two minutes left, the game was in hand. The Saints threw the ball, and they went up – by 19 as opposed to just kind of running the game out for the most part. So 
the Saints whipped the Vikings' ass pretty easily. Uh, Mike Zimmer went out and said this is uh, the worst defense he's ever had. They're awful. He's right. Is it throwing his players under the bus? Is it motivating them for next year? I don't know. Uh, of course, a lot of the Vikings pundits on Twitter uh, calling for Zimmer's head. I don't think that's the answer. Get a lot of guys out on defense, and you've got to get better defensively. If it's better coaching, if it's better preparation, I don't know. Uh, but you got to get it, have these young guys ready to play. Now, from New Orleans' standpoint, Alvin Kamara was great. The defense was not that great. I mean, the Vikings scored 30-plus points, and it was fairly close for the most part. Uh, but your guy, Spence, you've called him uh, Noodle Arm Breeze. He probably should have had three or four interceptions. Uh, the Vikings were only able to hold on to two. Uh, without having Michael Thomas, we're not sure his playoff status. They're going to need Michael Thomas in the lineup if they want to go deep in the playoffs. Uh, and they don't have them. So I'm just telling everyone out there, don't be so sold on the Saints yet as your playoff favorite. It was a nice win. They still have an opportunity for that one overall seed. They need the Packers to lose to the Bears, but it looks like the Packers should wrap up the number one overall seed. If that's the case, New Orleans got to play in that wild card weekend at home. And I don't care who they play. Uh, it more than likely will be uh, the Arizona Cardinals. That's no gimme. Uh Kyler Murray can put up points, not sold on the defense. They should win the game, uh, but it's no guarantee. No, it's it's not. And, yeah, they have the picturesque win with six touchdowns from Alvin Kamara. They're unstoppable on offense and all that kind of stuff. We saw last year in the playoffs just how vulnerable Drew Brees can be. You're not going to get six touchdowns out of Alvin Kamara every single playoff game. That's for sure. So at some point they're going to have to depend on Drew Brees to not – to be good, to be the super, the former Super Bowl Drew Brees self and I'm sorry I just I don't believe in that at all they can they can get bounced in the first round by literally anybody as far as I'm concerned uh and especially he is coming just off that injury and now we're talking about late in the season where his arm's getting a little tired it has disaster written all over it they're gonna depend a lot on their defense and if if their defense just has a bad game it's gonna be bad for them uh, Spence from more of the Saturday action. We don't have to talk too much about this one because it wasn't a game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers annihilated the Detroit Lions. Uh, and Tampa Bay, they want to try to hit their stride going into the playoffs. Uh, they're going to be a wild card team. They're going to have to go on the road. Uh, I don't know what their first round matchup is going to look like until next week. Uh, but Tampa Bay is going to, I, I told you, Spence, that regardless of how they look, when playoff time hits, Tom Brady is going to be have to ha, going to be something to deal with, and that's going to be the case. And I'm really excited to see what kind of damage Tampa Bay can do. But they destroyed the Lions on Saturday, and then it wrapped up with the Dolphins and your Raiders, Spence. And, and just wow, uh, a lot of people had a lot of opinions on how that game end. Um, I personally, I agree with everything that that John Gruden did. I think take as much time off the clock as possible. They executed the field goal, but then with 19 seconds left, I don't know what happened. So Spence, you take it from there. Yeah, I got I got a little bit to talk about here. Obviously, um, was the first we can talk about the decision was the decision to go for the field goal, the correct one. Maybe at the same time, it's much easier to get a field goal than it is a touchdown. And if you're talking about, I don't know, the difference between 40 seconds, even with an additional 40 seconds, you got to go, not only do you have to go just like past half field, because anything can happen on a Hail Mary pass, like, you know, some sort of pass interference. So let's say they had gone over that touchdown and they still made that catch. You're talking about 30 seconds left. They have no timeouts to then go an additional 40 yards for the touchdown. So in that reason, I say no. Was it a disappointing loss? I guess maybe a little bit, but... At the same time, when you have a defense that's as bad as the Raiders, your chances of winning any given football game, no matter how much time's left on the clock, is just it's just not going to work out for you. You have no t- Pro Bowl talent on your team. So until they figure that out, I'm not going to be talking about them doing anything. It's got to start with Mike Mayock being fired. He's been one of the worst GMs in Raiders history, at least in my lifetime. Every single decision this guy's made seems to be the wrong one. And it just shows up on the field. DeMond Arnett got burned every single play. Nope, Cleveland Farrell has one good game a season, and suddenly he's, uh, you know, the hero of the team. He's he's terrible. Jonathan Hankins, a bad pick. Malik Collins, a bad free agency pick. Corey Littleton, on paper, was a good pick. But from an analytical side, from a sports side, we're all going to say it was a good pickup because he was good last year. But that he's just obviously not a scheme fit for whatever defense the Raiders are running. So 
that's not our job as analysts. So that's his job to say whether or not this guy would be good on the actual team. The firing of Paul Gunther, again, a horrible decision, especially when you're on the fringe of a playoffs. You're just going to throw in Rod Mar- Marinelli or Martinelli. His name could be Tortellini for all I care. He's one of the worst defensive coaches in the leagues. So, again, the Raiders aren't going to make the playoffs next year. They're not going to make the playoffs the years after that. And hopefully they can make the playoffs in that third year. But I don't believe it until Mike Mayock gets fired. Spence, that being said, uh, with the relationship Mayock and Gruden have, do you think that the, what what's the percentage chance that Mayock gets fired in the next two years? It's zero because when John Gruden retires, Mike Mayock's going to go with him, and that just means hopefully that you know John Gruden retires in the next two seasons and just gives up. Spence, uh, I I know I can't change your mind, but I just want to ask you to hold out hope on Mayock, give him a couple more years. Um, <laughs> Spence, it's like what is the crazy. one good thing he's done for the team? One good thing that he's done. Well, I told you, Darren Waller, Max Crosby. No, I John Gruden watched him in uh on a practice squad for the Ravens practice squad. It was John Gruden who wanted to sign him. All right, Spence. Uh, so I don't have any evidence uh, apparently to back it up, but I'm just I just want you to wait two more years. I I, I think. I think Fine. I like are. high draft picks. It'll make it exciting, even though they'll mess up the draft picks too. From Miami's perspective, what do you think about the fact that Brian Flores is fearless? He does not care about ego. If you've got to make a pitching change in the game, he has no hesitation going to Fitzpatrick to give them the spark they need. I love it. I think it got them the possibility to win the game. I think it gives them a fighting chance to win a playoff game or even get in the playoffs which is no guarantee with the way that the AFC playoff picture is set up. Talk about the Dolphins and Brian Flores. Even though they should have lost that game, if you're a Dolphins fan, you've got to be kind of happy, not kind of happy, very happy that this team went from almost a potential first overall pick, the worst team in the league, to now fighting for a playoff spot. No, it's honestly, I think it's you should be willing to give criticism to Flores too because every single week Tua just isn't playing well. I, I don't know. I'm not here to say he's a bust or anything like that. He's just not NFL ready right now. And that could be because he had to spend a lot of time out of football because of the injury. But when, like, why do they keep starting him if they, they should be trying to make a playoff push at this point? Now, I, I don't know if they have Super Bowl aspirations, but if you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. So I'm sick of watching Tua come in and not play well. And then they have to just chuck in uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's not fair to him. It's not fair to the team. These guys want to win football games. They don't want to develop because. Yes, they're going to have a very high draft pick next year because of the Houston Texans, and they're also going to have their own first-round pick. But it's time for them to take things seriously, sit to it for the rest of the year, and hopefully in the offseason he improves. That's all they can do. But overall, the team is just its kind of like one of those magical runs, something you'd never expect. But every season, anything can happen. Like the Raiders' legendary season where they went to the playoffs and uh, Derek Carr unfortunately got that bad injury. That's bound to happen any given year, and it just happens to be the Dolphins. And what are they going to do next season? Uh, hopefully, Brian Flores doesn't lose the room like uh, uh, former Raiders coach. I can't think of his name. Jack, I think, uh, off the top of my head. I think he's on the Jaguars defensive coordinator Hugh, now. Hugh Jackson? Yeah. No, no, not it. Uh, gosh, he he's the coach who took the Raiders. Jack Del Rio. Excuse Jack me. Jack Del Rio. Call myself a Raiders fan, but uh, hopefully he doesn't room the lose the locker room over the season for whatever reason. But I don't think they will. And plus, they have tons of assets coming up on top to already improve upon what they have. You got they got to get you know a better offensive line. They got to probably get some receivers. But if they do that, there's no reason they can't continue to be successful year in and year out. Spence, let's hit the prime time game from Sunday night. The Tennessee Titans, two playoff teams, Tennessee travel to Lambeau Field and Snowy Lambeau Field to take on the Packers. And, man, I know we haven't really talked a lot of Packers or Aaron Rodgers this year because it's kind of expected how good he is. I don't have his stats in front of me. Let's see if we can pull them up. But I believe they're somewhere around the lines of 40-something touchdown passes, four interceptions. Aaron Rodgers, uh, just unbelievable again and pretty much destroying Tennessee. And it looks like – the Packers are going to be the first overall seed in the NFC. He's the clear favorite for MVP at this point. Um, and 44 touchdowns, five interceptions, 4,000 yards. Unreal. First in QBR, tied for third. 
and least interceptions, first in touchdown passes at 44. Man, Spence, Aaron Rodgers, but but are we surprised? Aaron Rodgers has been great his whole career. He's taken talent, okay talent, and made them superstars. Uh, Devontae Adams should be in the conversation now for uh, top two, top three receiver in the NFL. The, we know what the Packers are capable of. They just haven't made it to the Super Bowl since their Super Bowl victory. Is this the year? I mean, I think it could be. Aaron Rodgers is just that talented. It looks like A.J. Dillon had a coming out party, the rookie running back from Boston College. The defense seemed to be playing better with confidence. Uh, the Packers, and I know I know, we go back and forth on who's the favorite in the NFC, and we really don't talk about Green Bay. Is it just because Aaron Rodgers has just always been that good? When you talk about 44 touchdowns, five interceptions, that's sick, Spence. That That is unbelievable numbers. And it's just not stats with Rodgers. You see it on the field. When the guy's got time to throw, he is just a general. He's just surgical with his precision, with his playmaking, with them, getting them in the right plays. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I've always thought he was in the conversation for uh, top three, top four, top five quarterbacks ever. I definitely think he's top two, top three as far as just straight arm talent and his accuracy and his spin on the ball and what he can do uh, as a thrower. I've said that for many years, um, but I haven't talked about him a lot in the last two years. And partially it's just because he's just that damn good. And there's not a lot to say. Green Bay is consistently on top of that division. They're consistently in the playoff race, but they don't have the complete package to get themselves to the Super Bowl. They play close games for the most part, uh, it seems like. Um, Last year, I mean, they just could not stop the run, but uh, they've got that ability. And with Devontae Adams, and if they can stay healthy, they can run the ball. Green Bay could be uh, sitting there in the NFC title game against the uh, Buccaneers in a rematch. Yeah, they just didn't play very well, I think, in the beginning of the season. So it's good to see that they've gaining momentum at the exact right time. And they had a very you know well-defined win against uh, Tennessee, one where a lot of people, including Brad and myself, took thought Tennessee would be able to run the ball because we saw that Jaguars game uh, with, I think, Jay Clutton was the quarterback of the time. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they ended up winning that game, but still, they were able to run the ball all over them. So I think a lot of us are trying to translate that over into the late game of the season, and it's just not happening. Uh, Aaron Rodgers continues to dominate. I wish they would have drafted Brandon Ayuk uh, that the 49ers ended up getting because that would just add a whole new layer. We saw how talented he could be, although I believe he had a pretty bad injury, but you can't assume he would also have that same injury when it came to the Packers. Um, but still, no. Look, the NFC is wide open. They're going to be favorited to win every game, and there's no reason why they can't. It's just, I don't know. I've just seen a few really awkward performances out of them that just make me question it. That's all. I agree with that. I think it's going to be fun to watch. I think uh, whoever Tampa Bay matches up against is going to be a good game, and and we're going to be able to break down those matchups when the the seeding comes out because I think some teams match up better than others. I think the, the Saints do match up well against Tampa Bay. If they end up facing that, I think Seattle Green Bay is always a good matchup. They seem to meet in the playoffs quite frequently. Green Bay beat them last year, but it was close. And Russell Wilson will keep it close in the playoffs. And it's just a matter of does Seattle have enough defensively to be better than what they were earlier in the year? And if that's the case, it it can be Seattle. I mean, we we go back and forth. Who's the favorite? Any of these teams have an opportunity. Uh, to represent the the NFC in the Super Bowl, except, of course, the NFC East winner, which I don't think will happen. But Aaron Rodgers, it's just he's that good that we just overlook him. But he's going to be the MVP this year, Spence. And we really haven't. We've talked about Allen. We've talked about Mahomes. we talked about Russell Wilson. We really don't talk about Aaron Rodgers, but he's going to be the guy, and he's going to give the Packers the first overall seed in the NFC. Spence, let's continue with the NFL talk. Let's uh, let's go to our picks and we'll break down uh, the games. Our picks they weren't very good this week, and I, we apologize for that. It just it was rough, and we'll um, talk about the playoff implications of, of the teams that would go over. Uh, the one Saturday game we missed was uh, exclusive on Amazon Prime. The Cardinals lost as five point favorites to the San Francisco 49ers, led by C.J. Beathard. Uh, look, the winner of the Cardinals Rams is going to be in the playoffs. And they play week 17. So whoever wins that matchup will have a playoff berth. And the Chicago Bears, if they win, they're in. 
But if the Cardinals lose to the Rams, the Bears are still in. So it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, can Captain Mitch, MVP Mitch, uh, I'm, le- I'm leading his fan club just as I've led other guys' fan clubs this year in basketball and football. Your boy, Bull Bull, I'm doing nothing this season. Yeah, Bull Bull, he, he will come around. Uh, but 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 Mitch, uh, I've got right up at least the last three three weeks. The Bears are riding high. Uh, and they got a chance to, to be in the playoffs. The Cardinals, they can't afford to lose that game. They would they would have really positioned themselves well uh, to get that wild card berth if they beat uh, a quarterback list pretty much Niners team. You know C.J. Beathard has played and started games for San Francisco. They, they should win that game, and they did not. So the Cardinals, we've talked about their inconsistency. They could they, If they get in the playoffs, they could win a game, but they're just so inconsistent along with quite a few other teams. We talked about these other games, Dolphins, Raiders, Bucks Lions. So let's go to the next round, Spence. The uh, the Cleveland Browns late in the week lost all their receivers, and they lost to the Jets. Okay, so uh, I, I've been telling people slow your roll with the Browns. Okay, they covered last week. Yes, uh, do we want to talk about Baker Mayfield? I don't care that you've lost all your receivers. Okay, I'm so tired of this Kevin Stefanski coach of the year. You could throw that out the window, okay? Because you lost to a one-win Jets team, and now you're on the verge. If you lose in Week 17 and other things fall into place, you don't even make the playoffs. Okay, so the Browns might not even make the playoffs. Spence, you can shake your head, but that's reality. There's no guarantee that the Browns are in the playoffs. They've got to go out and win against – Oh, they play against 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 Rudolph, man, one of the worst backup quarterbacks. Yeah, he stinks. He stinks, but I'm not convinced the Browns are just going to walk in and win. They lost to the Jets. Okay, I don't care if you have no receivers. We talk about them running the football. Why'd they run the ball only 15 times, Kevin Stefanski, with no receivers? They should have ran the ball 45 times. It's a joke, man. The Browns are a joke. They're not going to go anywhere if they do make the playoffs. And then we can revisit how great Kevin Stefanski is next year because they're going to be bounced from the playoffs if they make it after one game. Come on. Are you going to defend the Browns losing to the Jets? I don't care really who, who was yeah, lining up a receiver. What were their expectations? I don't care if Bravo was playing receiver. What were their expectations coming into the season? To make the playoffs? Yeah. Uh, to, to win and it looks like they're going to do that. So, I mean, no one said they were going to win playoff games this year. But for this is a team that has not eclipsed 10 wins. Who knows? I don't, who, when was the last time the Browns won 10 a football time. games? In a, a long time. A long time. So he he did give them a big step forward. So it's a lot to ask for a new head coach. John Gruden's had three years, and the Raiders haven't even had a positive record. So for him to come in year one and do this, is it's kind of impressive. Come on, I think you're being a little too harsh. I don't know, Spence. I mean, I, I thought everyone was talking about the Browns being the darlings last year, that they had the team last year to make that bit, next yeah. step. Uh, well, they didn't. But so now a coach takes over that same roster, makes a couple adjustments, and it looks like they're going to back into the playoffs. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll give him a little credit. But they're talking coach of the year. Come on, that's too much, man. He's not coach of the year by any stretch of the imagination, especially after losing to the Jets. Spence, you were on the right side of this next one. The Bengals, they kept it close. They won the game. What, am I, what do I mean keep it close? And the Texans, like you've talked about most of the season, probably the worst franchise in the league. I don't know how they lose this game to the Bengals, but they did as eight-point favorites. So if you had a Bengals-Jets parlay money line ticket two weeks in a row, you are riding high. But I don't know how many people did that two weeks in a row, Spence. If the Raiders didn't have Mike Mayock as their GM, J.J. Watt would be on the Raiders by the uh, beginning of the offseason. Uh, he wants out, man. I don't know if you saw that speech he gave after the game. It's pretty rough, and uh, he was calling out a lot of guys in the locker room, never gave out any names. But, I mean, those guys probably knew what he was talking about. He's sick into his stomach to see what's happened to the Texans. He's going to get traded. Uh, I just wish it was to the Raiders. Spence, the Indianapolis Colts blow a, a nice first-half lead. And all of a sudden, the Steelers are back. They got the win. The Steelers are back. Is Bravo going to be hosting the show for a week straight on the Manhattan sky, sky, skyscraper with Spencer the Wiz? After that second-half performance, is Big Ben and the Steelers ready to make a playoff run, Spence? No, not just yet. I mean, that's a good win for them, for sure. I mean, that's cemented them as probably not being bounced in the first round like you want them to be. Depends on their matchup. You know, if they play the Browns, I guess, it's probably not going to be – they're probably going to go right to the second round. Can they beat the, can they beat the Chiefs? 
I think they might be able to beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs have probably the worst defense in the playoffs going into it. Other than, I don't know, the Buccaneers who have looked pretty bad in certain spots. But if you go on the list, it's a little it's a little tight when it comes to who gets that crown. Can I can they beat the Titans twice? Probably not. So a lot of it's going to depend on on how how far they go is like who they play because certain teams match up well against them, certain teams don't. Uh, I think the Colts could beat them if they face them in the playoffs too. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't know. It's it's such a far swing on the pendulum. The the Colts look like they're the, riding the hottest you know team in the playoffs, and then it goes back down to earth. Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't know what your thoughts are on this game. It, it wasn't expected for me, especially after the way the game started. Well, you talk about that pendulum, and that's why the AFC is so weird to me because I love the Bills. Uh, my second selection will be the Ravens, and then I think the rest are a crapshoot, including the Chiefs. The Chiefs, I mean, we saw the Titans shit the bed on Sunday night. The Colts blow this game. I don't like the Steelers, don't like the Browns. Um, the Dolphins, I don't think, are healthy enough or have enough weapons to make a run. So I like two teams in the AFC, and I think the, the rest are trash. Uh, and I hate to say that about the defending Super Bowl champions, but they've been so bad for nine weeks, even though they win, they're, that's not going to get it done in the playoff time. I could be wrong. Maybe I'll eat my words. Kansas City will be in uh, the driver's seat of the Super Bowl. But, God, they've been bad for nine weeks in winning. They win ugly, and you could say there's no such thing as a bad win, but I'm telling you there is, especially uh, when you're barely beating teams that are at the bottom rung in the NFL on your home field. Talk about hot teams, Spence. The Mitch-led Chicago Bears, they're hot right now, man. Come on, Spence. They're hot. They played the Jaguars. The Jaguars' only objective for the season was to get Trevor Lawrence. They got lucky in that week one victory, and they were crying about it, and now they fix themselves. I'm not saying it's not impressive that the Bears are rolling off a few victories. Who do they play in the last week? Do you know? Oh, they yeah, play they the Packers. Play- oh, yes. come on. If, if they beat the Packers, I, I will uh, – I will eat crow. I, I just don't see that happening. I think they're going to. If they beat the Packers, will you eat crow? And will you say MVP Mitch wins a playoff game? God, what are we talking about here? The Bears are going to walk into the playoffs, start winning games. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see it. I'm on the Mitch fan club. Nice win for the Bears. Uh, we'll see if they can finish up the season strong. They've got confidence right now. And Mitch Trubisky trying to find his way into a, into another year. Uh, they didn't pick up his rookie option. He's going to be a free agent. Did the Bears find a way to bring him back? Where does Mitch Trubisky go? I believe he's 29-20 and 20 in his career. He's got a better record than Deshaun Watson. Uh, Trubisky, under the radar, here he comes. The Believer's been calling it. Spence, let's go to the next round of games here as the Bears cover easily the Falcons. Uh, we talked about how bad the Chiefs are covering games, so we were on the right side here. If it weren't for a 39-yard missed field goal, that game would have went to overtime. Uh, the next matchup we should not have pushed on, uh, but the Broncos find another way to stay in a game that they shouldn't. I just hate the freaking Broncos as much as anybody. Uh, they're so disgusting to me. So enough about them. The Chargers, okay, they get a win. Herbert, uh, everybody's rookie of the year, but they still got, what, four wins? So not impressive to me. Uh, the Washington football team, and let's get into this news, Spence. Dwayne Haskins released. He's gone. The Bears, or not the Bears, the uh, the Washington football team let him go. Ron Rivera was on Sirius XM NFL radio today, and he said the time was now. We talked to owner Dan Snyder uh, about the move. He got the support of the owner and said it was time. Uh, Haskins made a statement saying uh, he didn't handle things like he should. Ron Rivera is not playing, man. Uh, you're either on board with what he's got going on or, or you're going to be a casualty. Dwayne Haskins is a casualty. Is he going to be out of the league, Spence? What, what has he got to do? Someone's got to pick him up, right? Maybe not this year with one game left, but next year? Who? Who would we need, Who would want somebody like that on their football team? Is he I, done? I, he's done already, you think? I, Demarcus Russell didn't get picked up by the next team. Now, I know I, I made this, obviously, graphic myself, and I, the only reason I brought it up is because my friend told me that. And I, I have to disagree that he's the next, you know, Jamarcus Russell because he was – the touted first overall pick. He was supposed to be everything. But in the same sense, the Washington football team did, uh, you know, trade up to get him. He said, this was another, again, a guy who said they all made a mistake. Like that's kind of how he labeled himself. And the only reason I think the only under uh, comparison you can make to him and Jamarcus Russell, that's pretty much valid 
I have a famous, not a famous story. It's actually a pretty under the radar story. But my dad told it to me when the Raiders drafted Jamarcus Russell. And I, at the time, I told my dad, nah, it means nothing. It's just a silly story. So when Jamarcus Russell was drafted by the Raiders, they gave him a blank CD, nothing on it. And what they told him when they gave it to him was, check out this game tape. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about these plays. So he went home. Of course, he did not listen to it, did not watch it, didn't even know it was blank. So when he came back the next day and they asked him, what'd you think about it? Instead of saying, oh, there's nothing on there. He lied and said he liked everything that he saw. So, and the, and my dad told me, I was like, ah, he's just a kid, you know, probably a little nervous, stuff like that. And then we see it on the field. Now, when you look at Dwayne Haskins, he's going out, breaking COVID-19 protocols early in the season, going out to strip clubs. Again, another uh, violation of the protocols. And it's just people, a couple of guys who are not taking football seriously and they don't realize that they took it for granted until they're like 32 years old, uh, living off in a, you know, a secluded little area of like Wisconsin, living off the rest of their lives from their rookie checks uh, and regretting all the decisions they made. And that's just kind of how I feel about it. And I don't, I don't see any reason why any team would want something like this. A guy's averaging like two interceptions a game too. It's not like he showed something. Jamarcus Russell even had a few games where like, wow, I I could see if he had uh, maybe taken football a little more seriously, he could have been some sort of quarterback. I haven't gotten that from Dwayne Caskins in the slightest. Uh, Spence where, where I, I, I tend to agree with you, but I think the state of the NFL and the quarterback position and with some of the young coaches out there, a Kyle Shanahan, a Sean McVay, uh, I think he's going to get a second chance. I think there's going to be a coach in an organization that feels uh, like a little maturity and some coaching, and we'll see what he can do. And it's going to be interesting to see. I, I can't argue too much with you if, if he's out of the league uh, because he's put himself in this situation. Uh, it, it's really tough. I mean, we talk about the quarterback position, right? Josh Allen, young guy, to uh, Joe Burrow. Haskins is a young guy. I mean, look, look, look at the Rams. After one year with Jeff Fisher, we're ready to throw golf out the window. He has one good year after that, but it seems like he's digressed again. And golf, it doesn't even look like he should be starting for anybody right now. I mean, I think the Rams are going to be better off with this backup. Uh, golf is awful. Uh, the Rams are losing to the Jets. A lot of people thought they'd have that ping pong effect. No, Seattle beat them. So I think Haskins gets another chance, not as a starter right away, of course, but I think he will get another chance. And uh, But maybe maybe that's it. Maybe only two chances uh, for, for Dwayne Haskins. as a tough way to go, being cut with one game left in the season and the Washington football team fighting for a playoff spot with not a lot of healthy quarterbacks. Taylor Heineke could get the start for the Washington football team. He's been a journeyman quarterback. Um, he was with the Vikings practice squad for a couple years, bounced around Carolina. He was with the Panthers and Ron Revere. He got a little playing time and then uh, made his way to with Ron Rivera and the Washington football team. And talking about quarterbacks with Washington, I know Cam Newton hasn't looked his best, but could that be a landing spot? For Cam Newton after this year, is the Washington football team given their quarterback situation? What do you think about that idea, Spence, and the relationship no, I, with, with Cam and, and Ron Rivera? Cam is on the corner of being done, too. <laughs> he might be forced into retirement earlier than he wants to. Five touchdowns to 10 interceptions going into that football game. I don't know how he played against the Bills. I know Belichick's saying it's not his fault, but outside of the first week where they're rushing the ball all the time, and we both said immediately after that game, they're not going to be able to do that every single game. It's impossible. It worked for the first week. It quickly is falling apart. He was never a great arm talent, but it seems to be regressing. That seems that should be the opposite of what you do. Someone who comes into the league with a bad accuracy like Josh Allen, you're supposed to be able to improve that as the years go on. And I just think Cam's too full of himself, too. The whole offseason thing where he's like, uh, kind of the same way, the same attitude that Dwayne Haskins had of, oh, everyone's against me and blah, 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 blah. I'm on the come up here. And then he was a guy who got COVID-19, presumably for COVID-19 violations, going out somewhere where he shouldn't have. Just, I don't know. It's, I don't I don't see any reasons why you would want him to lead your team, especially after this year. Spence, let's go back to the graphics and, and roll through the rest of the NFL games because I would like I want us to get into our NBA talk. Uh, Rams, Seahawks, we talked about the Rams just now. Uh, the Seahawks have an opportunity to get to get it done. 
Um, and, and we'll see how healthy they are and if their defense can keep getting better. Uh, the next game you had up there, Spence, the Cowboys, we were on the right side. It, it looked shaky early as the Cowboys fell down 11 points, but they got on a nice run. They got in some rhythm defensively and offensively, uh, and they had a really great second half, and they ended up winning that game uh, easily, although it was probably a little bit closer than the final score. But Dallas got the job done, and uh, they're looking to try to find their way to, to squeeze into the playoffs next week as they take on the New York Giants. Uh, we talked about Titans, Packers in detail. The Titans are going to have to figure it out quick. They were not good in those inclement weather conditions of Lambeau Field, but they're going to have to start playing good football as the playoffs are two weeks away. And the Bills, we talked about the Bills. The Patriots are going to have to look to next year. Bill Belichick, the hoodie, uh, threw, threw the phone on the sidelines. And it's, uh, the Patriots dynasty clearly is over, but we'll see how Belichick and company can rebound uh, from this 2021 season. So that's the pick segment that we reviewed. Brad, the believer, Spencer, the Wiz, week 16. And of course, on Thursday, we'll get into the final week of the NFL season. We'll try to update you on teams that are playing and we'll talk about the AFC and NFC playoff picture then also. But we're going to get into the NBA as we finish up the show tonight. Uh, good slate of games tonight, Spencer, the Wiz. Record setting performance uh, by the Milwaukee Bucks as they have the most threes in NBA history is what I'm seeing here. Uh, and they destroy the Miami Heat 144 to 97. Uh, the Bucks made a record 29 threes in their de- destruction of the Miami Heat. little revenge from the playoffs last year. They went 29 to 51 from three after going seven for 38 in a loss, upset loss to the Knicks. So head coach Mike Budenholzer uh, said some nights they go in, some nights they're not, and tonight was our night. Uh, I don't know if it's that simple, but uh, uh, the Bucks used 13 players, and 12 of them made a three-pointer. The only one not is the MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo. But uh, a fantastic performance by Milwaukee tonight. And this is the Milwaukee team that fans and the Milwaukee brass is like, okay, this is the team that needs to get – to the NBA finals. This is the team we've been waiting for. And they came out on fire tonight. Yeah. My, my boy, Jordan Nora is getting some minutes for the uh, Milwaukee bucks. Who I wanted the Grizzlies to draft uh, NBA season is so crazy. It's, that's why it's so entertaining. Every single night, you have no idea what you're going to get on the court. You can hope you can try to look for trends, but these guys are professional basketball players and the margins are kind of small, especially when your star player uh, isn't having a fantastic night. It really comes down to all those other guys to see how they do. And just like another game tonight, like Andrew Wiggins comes out of nowhere, gets all this criticism for all the season. I think he goes like three from five from downtown, nine of 18 overall, and just takes over that Pistons game. So uh, every game is worth watching. There's always something interesting going on. There's tons of great rookies. Honestly, there aren't a lot of great rookies, but it's still fun to watch to see like who actually emerges because every time there's a bad draft, it's usually someone in that 10 to 20 range that stands out as the best player, especially the Anthony Davis draft. There's a few guys you can really point to and be like, wow, these guys really should have been taken uh, in that spot. Um, But we just see a lot of, we talked about this a little bit before the uh, show started. There's so many weird blowouts this year. The Clippers get blown out by 50. The Heat get blown out by like 50 points. And I I just think it's fans. I don't know that the NBA season, as fun as it is, and I'll be watching every single night because I love it. It won't be the same until there's uh, butts and seats. Yes, Spence, you talk about the Warriors. They beat the Pistons who fought at 0-4 tonight. They beat them 116-106. Andrew Wiggins was 5 of 8 from 3, 9-19 from the field, hit all four of his free throws, had 27 points, three blocks, three assists, seven rebounds, and a steal. Nice performance by Wiggins. Kelly Oubre had 14 and finally hits a three-point shot as he was one of four from three. And Steph Curry had 31. He was eight of eight from the free throw line. I think going back to last season, he's hit well over 130 straight free throws going back to last year. That's pretty impressive. I could be wrong there. I have to check his stats. right. Yeah, he hasn't missed. Yeah, uh, I'd have to double-check his stats from last game, but he hasn't missed in quite some time. He was five of nine from three, so he finally gets – on track and gets Golden State in the win column tonight, and they cover the spread as uh, I think they were four-point favorites. I got them at uh, earlier today. The Boston Celtics, they get a little revenge as they uh, a home-and-home stand with the Pacers. They get the 116-111 victory. Jason Tatum led the way, 27 points, 11 rebounds, and four assists for Jason Tatum. Uh, The Raptors, they fall to 0-3. The Sixers get the win, and they get the cover 
I believe they were five point favorites. They won 100 to 93. Joel Embiid, really nice statistically tonight. Um, 29.16 rebounds for assists. Kyle Lowry had 24, eight rebounds and nine assists for Toronto, but a nice victory for the Sixers. An upset fashion tonight. The Bulls get their first win, led by Zach Levine's 23 points. 115 107. The Bulls beat the Wizards. Russell Westbrook had a triple double, but a nice overall performance uh, by the Bulls. Colby White played 37 minutes, had 18 points, uh, 16 points off the bench from Otto Porter Jr. Garrett Temple had 12 for the Bulls as well. And uh, for the Wizards, 29 points from Brad Beal. He was 10 of 10 from the line. And Westbrook, of course, 21 points, 11 assists, and 15 rebounds. But Chicago got their first win here, Spence. And we talked about the Wizards before the show. Uh, I mean, what's up with the Wizards? I mean, they've got an 0-4 record. uh, But, I mean, they should have beat the Bulls tonight. Don't you think? I mean, they've got talent on that roster. Yeah, when you – it's not I think they could lose to the Bulls in any good matchup. I actually like what the Bulls are doing uh, quite a bit over there. I like their new head coach hiring and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but the Wizards should have been playing desperate. The Grizzlies uh, played desperate, and they finally beaten a depleted Brooklyn team and get their first victory of the season. You don't want to start off too behind. Starting off 0-2 is no big deal. 0-3 is not too bad either. But once you get past that, you got to start getting victories, even against teams that you shouldn't be beating necessarily if it was in the middle of the season. I don't like what I'm seeing. I think Scott Brooks is, uh, I like him as a coach, but I think he's lost the the locker room. And when that happens, you got to make a change quickly. And he might be the first to get fired here in the first 10 games. Yeah. See, C win chiming in with, uh, with a little Sam Merrill love here, Sam Merrill mountain West player from Utah state got nine minutes tonight in the blowout. got uh, a three point shot. So he added to the mix. So Chris Wynn giving Sam Merrill some love. For the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, Sam Merrill was great at Utah State uh, and Mountain West Player of the Year uh, for Utah State. And a nice win for Utah. And I know C. Wynn is wishing his Pistons still had uh, Leangelo Ball and maybe he would be shooting his way for a Pistons victory as the Pistons uh, <laughs> seem to be garbage for uh, C. Wynn, for C. Wynn in the Detroit area. It sucks because Detroit, such a storied basketball city, and the Pistons just don't look like there's any time soon that they're going to be competitive where other teams are, are, are starting to, to really pull away as far as stamping themselves as playoff contenders. I think one of those teams, and I've tried to convince you, Spencer, the way is the Orlando Magic. They're 4-0. First oh, time. In, first time. Make- in, come on. Let me let me give the Magic some love. Spencer, see win. He's got some Orlando ties. 4-0 for the first time in franchise history. 118-107, they beat the Thunder. Uh, they're ready to move their way into the top three seeding of the Eastern Conference. Spencer, oh, now you're just talking goobble-gobble nonsense. I always knew they were going to make the playoffs. They're, they're, they have a playoff roster, but they have no presence inside. And yes, Killian Hilly does uh, suck. He wasn't supposed to be taken inside the top 10. If you looked at my mock drafts, it's a guy who can't use his left hand. Surprise, surprise. Can't use your left hand in the NBA. You're not going to be as good as you were overseas. Uh, but come on. Oh, Markel Fultz, they overpaid him. They paid more money for him than, they, than uh, the Lakers did for Kyle Kuzma. They overpay for every decent player that comes their way, when in reality, they should be able to just pick up free agents. It's Orlando. It's one of the hot spots in the United States to live in. They're going to be the seventh seed. They're going to get. They're going to lose in the first round, and they'll continue to keep giving more money to people who don't deserve it. That's that's their destiny. All right, Spencer the Wiz. I'm going to give you some love on this next one. Uh, we're not going in order as this was the last game tonight. But the Sacramento Kings are three and one on the season. They beat the Nuggets 125-115. First round pick Spencer the Wiz to steal the draft. Tyrese Halliburton scored eight of his 13 points in the fourth quarter, leading a 29-15 fourth quarter for the Kings. They win by 10 over the Nuggets. Darren Fox had 24 points. Tyrese Halliburton, the pride and the love of Spencer the Wiz coming through for the Kings in their 3-1 and one start to start the season. Yeah, the best draft pick uh, or the most talented player in the draft, without a doubt. Obi Toppin can't even find his way into the starting lineup. For some reason, the Knicks passed on him. Like I said, they're going to regret it, and I feel like they already do. Uh, The Clippers avenge their 50-point drubbing, and they get another win tonight, and they cover the spread easily. No Carl Anthony Towns for the Timberwolves, but the Clippers get the 124-101 victory. Serge Ibaka, 16-8 
for the Clippers. Uh, and the T-Wolves, I don't know, uh, not a good start to the season. They were led by D'Angelo Russell. He had 22 points. Uh, but the Clippers, nice job by the Clippers. I, I don't think they had um, Kawhi Leonard tonight uh, after he got a big elbow to the mouth. I'm not sure the details of that injury. Uh, Lou Williams off the bench had 20 points. Luke Kennard got in the starting lineup tonight. He had 15, nice 15. Paul George with 18, and Pat Beverly had 12. But the Clippers get the blowout win with no Kawhi Leonard in the lineup. And I think we're only missing one more game on the scoreboard tonight that uh, we didn't go through, and that's the Suns' 111-86 victory. Jake Crowder had 21 for the Suns. After being a close first quarter, the Suns uh, go ahead and score 35 in the second, 34 in the third, and they pull away from the Pelicans, who are now two and two Spence, but I really want to talk about some games tomorrow before we finish up talking about uh, some of the best players and how great the NBA is sitting right now. Um, I don't have a line available for Grizzly Celtics, but if I were to guess without Jackson and without uh, John Morant, the, the Celtics will probably be a home 10 plus point favorite in that one. Any thoughts there, Spence? Yeah, no, this that's fine. I knew the Grizzlies were not going to make the playoffs this year, so it's not a big deal to me. Uh, I just enjoy watching them play. I think they have a lot of great young talent. Big fan of Grayson Allen. The only player I really don't like on the Grizzlies is Dylan Brooks. Uh, he has the uh, Mamba mentality, but <laughs> if you don't have the talent, you probably shouldn't have it. Uh, but this is going to cement the Memphis Grizzlies as you know a very good or uh, probably top five in terms of odds to get the top pick, which is really good for them. There were no playoff aspirations. There were no, um, you know, what's it called? NBA final aspirations for them. I like what doing. I like Taylor Jenkins. You just got to hope that uh, defensively they're able to uh, reel it in like throughout the season a little bit to show a little more promise. Again, they look like they just don't have very much going. I like, I love Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, Kyle Anderson has to go. I don't I, not a big fan of him, even though he had probably his best game in a Memphis Grizzlies uniform against the Brooklyn Nets. We'll see. This is going to be a great time for development for the young players. I like Desmond Bain. I think he was a really good draft choice. Uh, Gorgie Jang, please, has to go because uh, I want to see Killian Tilly play. Gorgie Jang, in his mind, thinks he's Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, but other than that, man, we'll see what they can do without Morant because uh, statistically they're not good. They got their first victory, you know, with Brooklyn Nets when he was out. And if they could beat a team like the Celtics, which they won't, that'll be really good confidence for the team. Spence, and what should be probably the game of the night, in my opinion, as the over-under is set at 240. And uh, hopefully the uh, dainty Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are back in the lineup after having to sit out after only three games. Uh, they take on the Nets, who are 3 and or the Atlanta Hawks, who are 3-0. Brooklyn's going to be a 6.5-point favorite. I'm calling it right now. Outright upset. The Atlanta Hawks get the victory. Trey Young goes off. Um, I'm so aggravated about uh, – the superstar sitting last night. Of course, I made the bet too early. Um, but after three games, come on. I hope the Atlanta Hawks beat their ass tomorrow. And I think they, they're that talented where they maybe can. Trey Young, a superstar. Brooklyn's going to be a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Do you think the Hawks get the upset win tomorrow night against the Nets, Spence? Yeah, I mean, the Nets uh, start off with this awesome just start of the season, beating two good teams. And then they start resting guys. And I don't know. I, I'm still very high in the Nets, and but the Hawks are coming out and pretty good right now. I mean, we all know how talented they're going to be offensively. I I don't think there's going to be an upset as long as KD and Kyrie play. I see no reason the Nets lose this game. They're just not going to be able to keep up. I think uh, with the scoring, and I actually do like the defensive rotations that Brooklyn has because on paper they don't actually have a lot of talent there. Uh, when it comes to guys who you think are going to be able to stop the ball, but they play like a three-two zone from what I see for the most part. They're really good on switching. They're actually very tall and length and lengthy. We'll see if teams figure it out. I mean, I have to watch more games to see like where I think the weakness is. For the most part, I think for the first 15 games, as long as their two stars are playing, they're going to keep winning basketball games. Spence, a home and home. Bucks take the take on the Heat in Miami tomorrow after a record-setting performance tonight. Will the Heat look for a little revenge? No line posted yet. I think the Bucks may have a repeat performance. Of course, they won't be as hot, but I think they win by double digits in the home and home. We'll see. It usually doesn't happen that way, but I don't think Jimmy Butler will be in the lineup for Miami. Uh, next matchup, we'll have the Dallas Mavericks, eight-point home favorite against the Hornets. Uh, the Lakers will take on the Spurs. No line set there yet. If you can get it early, uh, if the Lakers are a six-point favorite or more, there is a possibility Lakers may sit a guy or two. 
if that's the case, maybe a little bit on the Spurs, but I just don't know how good the Spurs are going to be this year. And then tomorrow night, Clippers on a back-to-back at home, taking on the Blazers. That should be a really good matchup. Uh, Blazers, Clippers, don't know Kawhi Leonard's status of that game yet. Spence, I know we wanted to get to it, but let's save it for, for Thursday's show, some more NBA discussion, and we'll get into uh, how great the NBA is sitting right now, some of the talent in the league, and who our top 10 list of NBA players are moving forward. And then uh, we'll just we'll finish 2020 strong on Thursday. So thanks to Brian Bravo, Chris Wynn, everyone chiming in on the chat. Uh, we will be back with a New Year's Eve edition of the Rest Up on Thursday. Same time, same channel, 9 o'clock Pacific time. Uh, we'll come to you live. So tune in. If you miss any part of the show, please go to any of the podcasting platforms, Spotify, Audio Boom, Google Podcasts, iTunes, search Landry Football Conference Call. The rest up will be underneath there. And, of course, follow Spencer on Twitter, at SpencerTheWiz. Follow myself on Twitter, at BradTheBeliever. And, of course, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Brad the Believer. We post all the shows there. And uh, – Guys, I hope everyone had a great Christmas. And 2021 is right around the corner. And we'll be getting into some of the discussion on the next show about all the great things the rest stop has in store as we're going to bring you some bigger and better content and action coming into the new year. So, everyone, have a great day tomorrow. We'll see you back here live on Christmas Eve. Have a great night, everyone. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.